your career goals may change over the next few years. I know mine have time and time again, and that is totally okay. Everyone's path is so different. A lot of times as dietitians and nutrition students, we really just focus on going from point A to point B, um, not realizing that um, we can't be perfectionists all the time. And a lot of times there's some unexpected things that come up, some roadblocks some detours. Um, so really just embracing those challenges. Do you ever have so many questions and no one to ask, so they're just wasting away on Google searches you'll forget about in an hour or so? We had that same problem, and that's why we created the RD2B podcast, a resource for dietetic and nutrition students looking for answers that their peers don't have. We are students Macy and Emily and registered dietitian Carl Barnes. We engage in conversations and learn from RDs. Join us weekly as we gain insight into the unique journeys of registered dietitians all over the country. Welcome back to another week of the RD2B podcast. I'm your registered dietitian host, Carl Barnes. Each week we sit down with a different registered dietitian to highlight their career path, their advice to nutrition students, um, and to really showcase the diversity of opportunity in the profession. This week we're joined by one of the dietitians who's actually a participant in our mentorship program and, and mentoring students. Uh, she's a dietitian up in, in Canada. Nicole Stedman's here with us. She works in long-term care. Uh, she's a rock star dietitian up there. I'm really excited to hear from her. So thank you for being here. So hi, everyone. My name is Nicole Stedman, and I am a Canadian dietitian. So my apologies if any of my terminology or anything is a little bit different than what any of the American listeners are used to. Um, I'm a proud alumna of Brescia University College, which is a part of Western University. And that's where I did my undergraduate degree and the University of Guelph, where I did my dietetic internship and master's degree. And I am currently working as a consulting dietitian in Northern Ontario. So for any of you who aren't familiar, Northern Ontario is a huge place, but there's a really, really small population. So it's a lot of rural and remote areas. Uh, so with my job, I actually work in three different long-term care homes. Um, I mostly do clinical work, a lot with palliative care, um, managing weight loss and doing swallowing assessments. Um, but then I also do some things like educating family members, uh, running staff education and reviewing menus. I also have a passion for student mentorship. So I volunteer some of my time doing that, um, both with some organized groups and then independently as well. Um, and really just help to prepare students on their path to become dietitians. Awesome, thank you so much. As always, I'm Emily, you're already to be from the University of Maryland. So what made you want to become a dietitian? So it's really my relationship with athletics that sparked my interest in nutrition. Um, I'd always been a really active kid, but it wasn't until the last year or two of high school that I started taking athletics more seriously and realizing that nutrition played a role in my health and my overall performance. Um, so as I kind of uh, ramped things up with running and training for track season and some road races, um, I realized that I really needed to figure out my nutrition in order to perform well. Uh, and that's really what got me interested in the field. Great. And then I also knew that you were a sports journalist. So what made you want to transition not only your interest, but your career? Yeah. So when I was entering university, I started kind of second guessing myself. Um, I had always wanted to go into journalism since I was really young. 
Um, but then all of a sudden towards the end of high school, I had started thinking, wow, nutrition is really interesting. Um, and it's a field I could see myself going into as well. But I figured all of this was really just some cold feet. Um, I wanted to go into journalism for so long. So I figured um, that's definitely the path for me. But once I was in my first year of journalism school, there were a couple things that really made me change my mind. Um, so the first is at that point, I was on the varsity cross country team at school. Um, and even more so then, I realized how important food and nutrition really was um, to excel as a student, but especially as a student athlete. And then in one of my required classes in my journalism program, uh, we focused a lot of time comparing the differences um, between the fields of art, um, like journalism, and the fields of science, like healthcare. And it was actually in that course that I realized I didn't want to communicate things. Um, I had thought of going into journalism and focusing on sports and health and nutrition, but with that class, I realized I wanted to be more of an expert in something. Um, I figured the communication could always come um, as time went on, but if I was in journalism, it would be a lot harder to really have that niche and learn as much as I wanted to about nutrition. Uh, so that's what really made me kind of change my path and uh, decide to go into nutrition and dietetics instead. Great. So I guess talking a little bit more about education, how do you feel that your undergrad prepared you for your master's program? Yeah, so um, undergrad and master's are really, really different. Um, so there's so much that you learn in undergrad that really helps prepare you with the knowledge component and especially the research component as well. Uh, but it's not until you get into internship that you really realize um, how much we need to learn in those practical skills. So I feel like they were really different, but at the same time, it was so important to have that knowledge base in order to go into my master's and then finally learn how to really put that knowledge into practice. Um, in order to be an intern and then eventually a dietitian as well. So what did you do your master's in? So my master's was in applied nutrition. So it was a combined internship and master's program. So I was able to do both of those within a year, which was great. Wow. What made you want to choose to do them combined opposed to separate? Yeah, so it was a tough decision. I was really back and forth between um, doing a master's with an internship or just doing a standalone internship. Uh, but then I found out about the program at the University of Guelph. And unlike a lot of other programs that are out there where it would take you about two years to do your internship and master's, I realized I could get them both done in 12 months in comparison to just a standalone internship program where it would take me about 10 months. So I figured those extra couple months could really help um, in order to get my master's and internship out of the way. Um, in Canada, it's not required to have a master's to practice as a dietitian, and it doesn't look like we're making that transition yet, um, but as the states is starting to go through that, I figure we're probably going to at some point as well. And the other thing is I do have a big interest in education, and I figured having a master's would really help in order to help um, secure a teaching position in the future, um, whether it be at a college level or at a university level. Definitely. And then how do you think that your internship has helped prepare you for the long-term care job that you have right now? 
it helped so much. Um, every internship program is really different, but for mine, I actually did two out of my three placements in a long-term care setting. So I ended up doing my clinical and my food service placements there. So in total, I was at the same long-term care home for eight months of my internship. So I was really able to kind of deep dive into what long-term care was like and knowing the ins and outs of everything from the clinical to food service side of things. So it was extremely, extremely helpful. Um, but when you do start a job, any new job, it still is a learning curve. Uh, a lot of times I know people say your first year of work is almost like another year of internship with how much you learn. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think I could have been any more prepared going into my job as I was with my internship program. The long-term care facility that you work at, is that different from where you worked for your internship or are they the same? Yeah, so I, it's a different home. Um, so I did my internship at a large long-term care home that had about 250 beds. Um, but now in my current job, I actually travel between three different homes. Um, and they end up adding up to about 250 beds, but there's quite a bit of travel between them as well, um, just based on the area that I'm living in. Mm -hmm. And then, so you mentioned palliative care. So would you mind just describing what that is a little bit? Yeah, so there is definitely a huge misconception to what palliative care is. Um, a lot of times people think that it's right, your end of life, um, comfort measures only, um, that sort of thing. But in reality, palliative care is more an approach to providing care for someone who has a life-limiting illness. And that could be someone who um, really only has days or weeks to live, or it could be someone who is maybe diagnosed um, with a disease and they know the life expectancy for that disease is pretty short. Um, so someone could be receiving palliative care um, or that kind of approach to care for years at a time. And it's really just focusing on providing patient-centered care, whether it is just comfort measures or whether someone is receiving treatments, but it's really just individualized care for someone um, who may have more of a limited life expectancy than say you or me. So I know that you had a certification for that. So how did you go about getting that? Yeah, so during my internship, I had heard um, a little bit in passing about people talking about a LEAP certification. Um, and from my understanding, there is something else in the States called a LEAP certification, but for us, it's a learning essential approaches to palliative care certification. So it's through an organization called Pallium Canada, and they work to educate healthcare providers on palliative care. Um, so I was able to enroll in their course once I got this job and realized there was a lot of things I didn't know about palliative care, um, especially when I walked in on my first day and saw that probably about a quarter of my residents were receiving palliative care, but none of them were actively dying. So I was like, oh my gosh, if I have this huge misconception, what other things don't I know? So I looked into um, the LEAP certificate that I had heard about during internship and was able to enroll through that. Um, and it ended up being about 16 online modules and then a couple days. Um, typically it's in person, uh, but with COVID it was over Zoom where I was able to work with other healthcare professionals and learn kind of how we would provide the best care for someone in different situations. 
um, whether someone is 90 years old with dementia or if they're a younger person that was just given a terminal cancer diagnosis. Um, we, are, we were able to learn um, all aspects from uh, pain management to what to expect with GI issues and food and nutrition, um, when different treatments would be warranted like feeding tubes. And it was really just such a great opportunity um, in learning kind of the science behind things, but also learning how to approach some of these conversations um, with residents or patients and then their family members too, since it can be a really tough conversation to have with them. How did you balance taking that course and getting the certification with working? So it was really just trying to be flexible with my time. Thankfully, with my job, I am able to actually create my own schedule to some extent. Um, so normally I work uh, four days a week and then I have my three days off. So I tried to designate my Fridays, um, my one day off to working on this program or this course. Um, so I chipped away at some of the online modules. And then once it came to the two full days, um, I really just had to work with my uh, coworkers and my supervisors in order to make sure that I could make up that time at a different time in order to attend those meetings. Um, but I did take a couple of months to do it, um, whereas people could do it within a week or two if they wanted to, or they could space it out for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. And I guess kind of going back, how did you manage doing your internship and your master's in a year? Yeah, it was definitely a challenge. Um, but at the same time, I almost scared myself too much going into it. I have to say like during undergrad, you learn so much about time management, especially as a nutrition student where you're trying to balance your coursework, all your volunteer and work experiences, and then your internship or master's applications in your final year. So I felt pretty well equipped going into it. And thankfully they had a pretty organized uh, program layout as well. So on Mondays, we designated all of our time to classes. We had nine hours of class on Mondays and then the rest of the week was placement. So it was nice to kind of have that divide, but at the same time, it was tough when you would finish a long day at placement and realize, oh shoot, I have some school assignments that are due um, before the next week. So it was really just scheduling things out and making sure that you had enough time to take care of yourself as well. As a student, it's important. And then especially as an intern where you're working with patients and things like that, it's important to take care of yourself um, to be able to provide the best care for them as well. Definitely, for sure. So you, I guess you started wanting to do sports journalism and then you switched, switched to wanting to become a dietitian. So how did you end up with the geriatric population? Yes, it was something I did not expect in the slightest, um, but definitely what people say that internship can completely change your mind about what field you want to go into is so true. Uh, during my undergrad, my interest had changed quite a bit. I went from being interested in sports uh, nutrition to eating disorders to community to clinical and my interests were really all over the map but once I got into internship I found out that I had those placements in long-term care and I thought it was a really important area to learn about since there's such a large aging population 
But at the same time, it wasn't much of an interest of mine. But once I actually got into the position and spent time working with the residents there, working with the families and just the interdisciplinary team, I realized how fun of a job it really can be. Um, the residents are absolutely great to work with, as are their families. And one thing that I was really worried about was that long-term care and working with the geriatric population could be kind of a slower job, a boring job, something that wouldn't be as exciting as other RD jobs out there. But as soon as I got started there, I learned that's definitely not the case. I can promise you I don't sit at my desk just twiddling my thumbs all day. There's always something going on. Um, especially when you're working with people with dementia. Um, from day to day, there's so many changes and um, the care that you provide them and what your days look like can change as well. And there's always something different coming in as well, um, whether it is a new condition that you haven't heard of um, or someone with a tube feed, there's always something to keep things exciting, which is what I like in comparison uh, to say a really a specialized RD job where you might be working with someone with the same disease every single day. Um, so there's a lot that contributed to it, but internship was definitely um, what solidified it for me. Do you, so, do you see yourself in long-term care for the long run, or do you have any other passions or interests that you want to eventually get into? Yeah, it's tough to say. I definitely learned over the past couple of years and that no matter how much I plan things out in advance, things are probably going to change. Um, I definitely see myself working in long-term care for the next little while. And eventually, um, I'd love to move up to more of a corporate position in long-term care, uh, where I'd be able to kind of combine my uh, passions for mentorship and with long-term care and geriatrics. Um, because in a corporate job, you're able to really oversee a bunch of long-term care homes and help support each of the dietitians there. Um, so I definitely would like to kind of move up to a position like that in the future. But right now, I'm really happy working with all of my residents and their families in a clinical role. That's good. I mean, especially because, you know, you can form those relationships with your clients, patients, stuff like that. So what do you think is the most rewarding part of your job? Long-term care can be a challenging area to work in, um, especially with working with a palliative population like I do a lot of the time, um, but it can be so rewarding of an experience to be working with these residents and their family members towards end of life. Um, it is something that is scary, and a lot of times the residents are scared, their families are scared, so to be able to provide a support system for them and provide that reassurance and that comfort and make these tough transitions easier for them uh, is so beyond rewarding. And especially in long-term care, you develop these relationships over the course of months or years as well. I've been working with some of the same residents since I started my job a couple of years ago. And I know some of the residents have even been in the homes for up to 10, 15 years in some cases. So being able to really see these relationships um, throughout their entire disease process, especially towards end of life, is just really rewarding. That's great. That's awesome and really like positive to hear. So I know you were a mentor for the RD to be mentorship program. So would you mind talking about your experience? 
Uh, it was such a great program. I would definitely recommend it. Um, in my case, I was paired up with a student from my alma mater, Brescia University, and she was also a transfer student. So we had a lot of uh, the same sorts of challenges and experiences that we got to talk through together. Um, for us, we met once a week on Friday mornings for about a month and a half, uh, which is how long the program runs for. And we had a lot of guidance on things to talk about um, that was given to us by the program coordinators, which was great. And we always discussed those things. And a lot of times we got off track to talking about other things that were going on um, in our lives and our different experiences. And from my understanding, she found it a really rewarding experience. And I know I did as well. Um, I learned a lot about the struggles that students are having right now, especially with the pandemic, um, as well as kind of developed as a mentor and as a professional myself. Uh, so I definitely think it's worthwhile, whether you're a student or a dietitian. Awesome. Yeah, we're, we're excited. We love the program. We have some awesome stuff coming out. So what kind of advice do you have for already for uh, students that are about to enter the dietetic field, people that are in their internship, or anyone that's just contemplating becoming a dietitian? Yeah, going back to talking about the mentorship program, I think it's great to be involved in something like that. Um, I know some people might be comfortable cold calling RDs to learn about their jobs or sending a random message on LinkedIn, um, but it can be difficult to kind of get a response back from some people. So being involved in a program like that is so great. Um, you have the structure of the program and you get to form a relationship one-on-one -on -one with a dietitian and really learn more about what the career is like and what their job is like. Um, since we hear a bit about it as students in undergrad, but at the same time, it's hard to know exactly what it's like until you hear about it from someone who's in the profession. Um, so that's great. And you might even have opportunities to job shadow as well. Um, another thing I'd say is just getting a job in the field if you can or a volunteer experience. Um, for instance, if anyone's interested in long-term care, I know working as a dietary aide is really common, but any way you can get your foot in the door and get some experience is great, whether it's working um, in the recreation department, in the kitchen, anything like that to really see what the work environment is like and if it's something that you could see yourself working in. Um, and just know like your career goals may change over the next few years. I know mine have time and time again, and that is totally okay. Everyone's path is so different. A lot of times as dietitians and nutrition students, we really just focus on going from point A to point B, um, not realizing that um, we can't be perfectionists all the time. And a lot of times there's some unexpected things that come up, some roadblocks, some detours, um, so really just embracing those challenges and knowing that things will work out, even if it doesn't feel like it right this moment, um, eventually you'll end up where you need to be. Awesome. That's some great advice for anybody listening, regardless of, you know, where you are in your dietetic career. Awesome. So thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Have a great one. You too.